So do y'all remember a while ago we dropped a few hints of an announcement coming up soon? You may have heard or you may have not heard, but either way, the announcement time is here. And what we are so excited about sharing with you today is that we are officially working as brand partners with an amazing company uh, called Belay, which is the leading virtual staffing solutions company in the industry. When I tell you they are amazing, they are amazing. And today we get to interview here on the Married Penure Life podcast, Belay's CEO. And this story that she has to share, the gold nuggets. Listen, when I tell you they are real, is real gold, solid gold all the way through. That's exactly what it is. Trisha was actually the first employee of Belay at Belay over like 10 years ago. And today she's the CEO. So you know that there are tons of stories and illustrations and implementations, ways to implement and to shift your mind set as you grow. And I want you all to know this is going to be a great treat. So stay tuned. So here's some of the things that we're going to be talking about in this episode. Yes, I'm so excited about this for you guys. You're going to mm-hmm. learn how can a leader recognize that their team is headed to burnout and what to do about it uh, when work is still neat, when work still needs to get done. Mm-hmm. Also, what are the subtle signs to know mm-hmm. of when it's time to delegate? Mm-hmm. And then also how to take time off with your family and not still work in your brain. Okay. Also, mm-hmm. any tools used for delegating and staying on track. Listen, so much gold is in this episode. Also, you're going to want to listen all the way through because there's a special surprise in here for you guys. So <laughs> this episode is just for you. We're excited. Let's get it going. Let's go. So the big question is this. How do married entrepreneurs like us who have decades of business building experience, how do we break through common communication, productivity, and profitability barriers all while living powerfully in sync? That's the big question. And this podcast is the answer. You see, even if just one of you is called to entrepreneurship, the family is called to entrepreneurship. No, the goal is not the almighty dollar. We're aiming for the almighty impact. What's up? This is O.L. and Sway Buckley. Welcome to the Married Penure Life Podcast. Marriage Marketplace Ministry. Let's go. What's up, everybody? This is O.L. Buckley. And this is Sway Buckley. Of MarriedPreneurLife.com. Yes, this is where we help (laughs) mission-minded married entrepreneurs, those who want to get more clarity, generate more income, but above all of that, leave a lasting impact. Yes, married entrepreneurs come to us to sync high-level systems with laser clear strategy to build out a solid structure peaceably and profitably. Amen for that. So yes, whether yes. you are an indiepreneur, a spousalpreneur, or a couplepreneur, you are in the right place. If you don't know what any of those are, let me break it down real quick. Indiepreneurs, that's if you are a married couple where you are both building individual businesses, or if you're a spousalpreneurs, that's where one of you is leading the business while the other one may be working a nine to five. Or if you're a couplepreneurs, if you're a couplepreneurs, then that means both of you are working in the same business together. Together. So either one or a combination. Or a combination. combination. You could be two of the three. Because we are two of the three. And at different seasons of life, we've been three of the three. Not at the same time. Right. Not at the same time. Thank the Lord for that. No, (laughs) not at the same time. So, 
<laughs> we are excited now. We already told you all before um, about the amazing episode that we have for you all today. Amazing guests coming in here. And I think we should just dive right into I it, think shall we? We, should. we want to introduce to you none other than the CEO of Belay, Trisha. So we're going to tell them a little bit about you. We're going to um, just give okay. them a little background so they, right. they know they know who's okay. in the building. They know who's, who's in the building. Okay, so as a CEO of Belay and co-host of their One Next Step podcast, Trisha strives to lead and inspire her team and listeners to provide extraordinary services, all while finding great talent along the way. It's her distinct privilege to be able to cast vision for the future of Belay and empower her team to live their mission, which is glorifying God by providing solutions that equip their clients with the confidence to climb higher. Oh, you're going to take it over. I okay. sure was. <laughs> okay. Joining a startup during a recession was risky, but she took a leap of faith as Belay's first employee and virtual assistant. And then on to serve as director, vice president, president, COO, and now CEO. What? She spent the last nearly 10 years walking the walk of what she calls the third option. This is the ability to cultivate a balanced life with a successful career while making family and personal relationships a priority. So welcome, welcome, welcome again, Trisha. We are super honored to have you here with this on the Married Penny Life podcast today. This is going to be so much fun. This is going to be so much fun because I just know there's going to be so much value for uh, our listeners. And listen, those of you listening, just get ready, ready yourself, ready mm -hmm. your pads or ink pads or whatever. I don't or know, maybe notes, notes in your phone, whatever I know. Just take notes. Just take notes <laughs> or run this back. <laughs> this is a podcast, right? <laughs> what am I talking about? Let's go forward. <laughs> let's, let's go forward. Yes. Welcome, Trisha. So, you know, we have like, you have so much to bring to the table. When I was going through your, um, your bio and I know I was, I heard about it before, but then I think it just really dawned on me that you were actually the first employee uh, at Valet and virtual assistant and now yes. moved up the ranks to now the CEO. I just think that's just an amazing story over the last 10 years, just been rocking and rolling. And I know that means that you have such a unique perspective. Yes, I was just going to say, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, a unique perspective to bring to the table. So what? We, how are you today? How about that? Yes, that yes, I'm great. Uh, thank you guys for bringing the energy and the fun to this conversation. It's an honor to be with you today. Um, and yeah, it's been a fun journey, you know, starting as the first employee and and working my way up to the CEO of Belay. It has been um, the ride of a lifetime. Um, <laughs> and I've really been able to do it in a way that has been honoring to me as a mom and a wife and as somebody who cares about a career and, and be able mm -hmm. to do it in a way that I was I did not have competing priorities. I could, I could prioritize all things the way I wanted to in my life. And so it, it's been, it's been great. Yeah, that's awesome. Now I have a quick question before we get into the meat of all of this. I'm just curious, like when you started with Belay about 10 years ago, did you ever see yourself as a CEO? I mean, is that, was that something that you were working towards or how did that, like what, what were, what were your no, thoughts? No, I mean, honestly, yeah, I had, I had the big career and then I had my daughter. 
And um, that changed everything for me. And I, mm-hmm. I decided to leave kind of my career behind. I, I was a district manager for a retail chain. I was traveling a lot. And I decided I was going to be a, a stay-at-home mom or at least wanted balance. And I didn't want to do that anymore. So mm-hmm. um, when I first started at Belay uh, and, and when I met Brian and Shannon Miles, the owners, it, this was going to be a very kind of part-time subsidi- subsidizing this with my family and being a mom because I didn't want to miss out on those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more I worked with them, the more they really felt like uh, being a leader inside an organization didn't mean you had to work 80 hours and, and mm-hmm. travel all the time and mm-hmm. sacrifice normalcy and flexibility. So because they believed that you could lead people and do great work and do it in your 40 hours and bucket it how you so see fit, um, I was able to rise up. But my, my plan never was to in the beginning. It was just to enjoy what I did and and have balance in my life. I was fortunate enough to work for a company where they believe that you can do both of those things at the same time. That is a blessing in and of itself. Yes. And so that is the vision that I'm carrying forward as CEO Mm -hmm. to now everybody who comes to work with Belay is that Mm -hmm. we have maintained those standards. We've maintained that culture that um, you are a whole person you are not who you are at work. You are, you are that and then some. And so we, we really breathe into um, our team and the importance of them being healthy and holistic. Yeah, because that only helps everybody else. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I think in leadership, it's always important to, to ensure that we're modeling what it is that we are um, wanting and even desiring for for the team and for the organization. That being said, I think that kind of slides it into um, what would be our first, you know, just setting it up, just getting some understanding from a from your perspective uh, angle. What would be those um, a few keys, if you will, for building uh, and distinguishing, or should I say, for building the kind of company culture that embraces those values that you just outlined? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think first and foremost, it's just setting the right core values that resonate with your organization. Um, One of our core values um, is team um, Mm -hmm. and gratitude. And when you put those two together, what does that look like in practice? It looks like gratitude shows up like, I'm, I'm grateful for you as a person. I'm thankful for your contribution to the organization, but I also am grateful for what you do outside of the organization. And so making sure that our core value of gratitude shows up and we honor our team by not burning them out and and burning the candles at both ends, that's not honoring to people. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first thing is having the core values that set the tone. Logistically speaking, I think by, by, by leading by example and setting priority, we we have even though we're a remote organization we have like working business hours if you will so we really have set boundaries around what work looks like we don't work you know shops closed at 6 p.m we don't work Mm -hmm. nights we don't work weekends if there are emails Mm -hmm. flying around on nights and weekends we will we will kind of say no turn it off we don't we don't do that i Mm -hmm. will never send an email kind of night or weekend i'm setting the tone in the example Mm -hmm. that you know we have boundaries even though we're not in an office um so that helps set the tone and then i you know have right on there on my work calendar 
Um, I really integrate my boundaries and my personal life together. And so and anyone who sees my calendar will see that, you know, I'm taking my daughter to volleyball and I have to be done at four because she has to be there by five. Or at lunch, I'm going to meet a girlfriend. And so my lunch is 90 minutes instead of an hour because I have drive time. Or mm -hmm. I have a dentist appointment Friday at nine. You mm -hmm. know, so really kind of putting it out there, layering work and life together and letting it be seen mm -hmm. is the first way kind of I just lead that example. Um, and it's important to me um, mm -hmm. that, that that is the way that we continue to work here at Belay. It's powerful. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. And you know, you mentioned being an organization that works remotely. I think that is such an interesting uh, thought for today, since so much has become remote. With that being said, um, what are the best ways uh, to conduct meetings uh, in a way that the team is fully invested? Particularly yeah, so we kind remotely. of have, yeah, yeah, and 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 that's that's a really great question, and we've seen a lot of people kind of bump up against this hurdle over the last year, eighteen months, you know, season of everyone kind of moving to a remote environment and trying to figure mm -hmm. out what culture looks like. One of the most important things, to your point, is really having effective meetings, and there's things we learned over the years and guidelines we've put in place that have helped us. Um, the first thing is all of our meetings are always on camera. We use a webcam system, We're currently using Zoom with the rest of the world, whether you use Microsoft Teams or whatever. All of our meetings are on camera and we expect everyone's camera to be on. So it's kind of like a requirement that yeah. we expect your camera on and for you to be not distracted, looking in the camera and engaging as if you're sitting around a table with right. each other in a boardroom, right? You're you're mm -hmm. not distracted writing notes. Mm -hmm. You're not, you know, sight. You are facing forward, attentive, mm -hmm. camera on, joining the meeting, distraction free. So that we kind of yeah. set the tone that that is required for our meeting because we do want everybody's time and attention and investment in that meeting. There's a lot of payroll dollars sitting on a meeting sometimes. And so, yeah. you know, everybody on, we're on here. So, Absolutely. so it's yeah. important. And then as far as like the engagement, we, we, we layer in, um, one of our core values is fun. And so mm -hmm. we believe in, you know, bringing energy. So really mm -hmm. long zoom meetings can be tedious. Yes, they're really long, boring <laughs> Zoom meetings. So right. We try and avoid those. We keep them as short as possible. We we talk about what we must. Um, we start out with a little bit of two minute icebreaker fun. We wrap it up with fun and we bring our energy while we're on and then we close it out and we move on. So yeah. those are the things I would say for me, have a great tight agenda. Don't spend two, three hours on Zoom. Keep it short and sweet. Cameras on, mm -hmm. everybody attentive. Bring the energy as the leader and the moderator. Have yeah. a great time in your meeting. That's good. Like, that sounds like fun. <laughs> like yeah. It sounds like I'm ready to meet. Yeah, like, right. What yeah. are we meeting? Yeah. What are we meeting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you mentioned something earlier uh, that I think is so important. It's about burnout and how it is not honorable when you expect someone to work, 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 like on the evenings and the weekends and just really not being honorable um, to who they are as a whole person. So 
a quick question around that would be, how would you distinguish between having a challenging day or season versus being on the cusp of burnout, even personally, or maybe even someone on your team? Yeah. So I think, you know, we look at the difference more. um, We kind of say all the time, is this a season? You know, Mm -hmm. is this a minute? Is this like a a tough project? And yes, we're tired. And maybe you're Mm -hmm. not looking forward to Monday because there's a long week ahead because there's something going on. Um, But burnout to us is when it's gone through a season that's longer than what is sustainable. If you're on 60 days and 90 days of exhaustion, of busy weeks of meetings, gosh, that's way too much. Mm -hmm. And so burnout to us is really when it's gone past a certain period of time where the intensity of work is is beyond 30 to 60 days and there's no there's no kind of end in sight right so um that's kind of what we look at as burnout it's like okay we're going through a quarterly something and by you know july this is over we'll just press through give everybody the break we need but if if the team is feeling tired and it's not due to special circumstance it's just the day-to-day business you probably have some hiring to do. Right. You probably have teams that are, you know, uh, at or over capacity, and you yeah. need to give you need to give everybody a break, and and really yeah. insist they use their time off. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just had a um, a one on one meeting with one of my reports um, mm-hmm. today. And, you know, she said, gosh, I'm tired. I said, you haven't used PTO in a little bit, and I would like to see something on your calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, so she got back to me and said, okay, I'm taking this week off in June. I said, great, you should take that week off in June. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Recharge, refresh, yeah. come back anew. That's what, yeah. that's what that time off is for. Take a break. That's so good. And, you know, I think this is so powerful because you're speaking from like the perspective of, you know, a small business who has a team that you're managing. And we know some of the um, listeners may be startups or some further along and established, but even wherever they are, I would say for the the maripreneurs who are listening to this and um, they're deciding if they, am I feeling burnout or like, um, if I am, then what do I do about it? And that really segues us into the area of delegating, right? So can we, yeah. can you speak a bit on that? Because you mentioned about hiring, right? Um, and outsourcing yes. some of those other tasks. Can you speak to like, how could someone know, like, what are the red, what are the red flags or the signs that it is absolutely time to hire? Or do you have to wait? Should you wait for those red flags? <laughs> No, gosh. I mean, if you could get ahead of it, then you're you're the smartest leader I know. You're the smartest entrepreneur I know. If you've gotten ahead of the fact where you've hit your wall, right? We talk about yeah. like you've hit a wall and you're like, you are completely done. Because mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, when you hit that wall, the time it would take you to go from that minute to having somebody on staff that then is trained, you're talking, that's months. Yeah, of work. Mm-hmm. So then you're yeah. that you're putting yourself through months more of, uh, you know, kind of burnout and exhaustion and overwork and all those things. So I really like to say, like, look at it a quarter ahead of itself, you know, give yourself mm-hmm. three good months ahead of when you um, think you might need help to actually start looking at that help. That's, that's kind of the process we go through. Okay, if, if the team is strapped, or this person is overworked, um and there's no end in sight 
then, or if you're a leader and you are working, you, there's no way your work's getting done in a normal business week, then it's time. Or if, if you find that your, you know, the rest of your priorities in your life are suffering, you're missing family dinners, you're missing kid activities, you're working on a weekend, you know, then I say it's time to delegate. It's time to get help. It's time to take something off your plate. I think as entrepreneurs, you know, we're, we're spinning all the plates and we're doing all the things and mm -hmm. we think we should do all the things. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the truth is that there are actually people out there that can do a lot of those things for you um, and give you peace of mind. And sometimes you find somebody who's even better than you at it. So there are many things I've offloaded to an assistant or a team member where they took it to a whole new level. I never did because mm -hmm. I was stretched so thin. I didn't invest the time in making it perfect. Mm -hmm. I did it good but they're able to do it great. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. That is so absolutely. So Trisha, for the leader who is particular. <laughs> particular, air quotes for those who can't see. Yeah, particular. <laughs> I'm trying not to use another term, but for those who are particular, what's the best way to release control? Yeah, that's a good one. We just need to. Well, you have to. I'm, I'm, I'm a recovering, I'm a control freak. Okay. So I'm a control freak and I have a hard time letting things go because I, I'm an operator and my mind works in a very administrative fashion sometimes. And so I can see things all the way through and do a very good job. However, that doesn't mean I should. What I've learned is that I am my I am my own worst enemy and that I have nobody to blame but myself when it mm. comes to not growing or not having margin. If mm. I'm so worried about being so particular that that has overruled my opportunity to delegate and let mm. somebody else shine. So I have, you know, gone through a couple of steps to help me. The first is like, share the particular process by with which you would like that person to do it then <laughs> you know like hey i know there's four different ways you can do this my preference is you do it in these <laughs> orders in this step thank you that's yeah. my preference right, right. Yeah. <laughs> let yeah. them let them go and so the way i look at it is you you trust is given it is not earned mm -hmm. so you give it mm -hmm. until it is taken away mm -hmm. <laughs> If they keep it, they've kept it and they're great. Mm. Um, but people are human. They make mistakes. It doesn't mean you retract trust or take things back under control. It just means you reset the expectation and go, hey, remember, I said I like it in these four steps. Thank mm. you. That's yeah. all. And those things work themselves out. So I have learned mm. that being exhausted is not worth being particular. Oh, that's good. That's a word. So, yeah. and just, you just have to force yourself all the time to let things go. You're stifling yourself. Yeah. Bottleneck. That's good. I'm curious Hold though, because I can, I can kind of hear a listener saying, yeah, however, so let me kind of <laughs> take their angle for yeah. just a second. Um, do you find it to be useful or helpful to convey your rationale behind your preference 
to the person you would then be delegating that to for them to raise their awareness as to, oh, this is not just how they want to see this done, but this is the reason why they want to see this done. Is there a connection between mm. rationale and releasing that control? I mean, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I, I think that mm. you will get better buy-in yeah. from the person you're delegating to if there is a very compelling why to, or though they understand what it is you're trying to accomplish. For example, um, I have an ideal work week and my ideal work week says I'm in no more than four meetings a day and I have no meetings on Fridays. Mm-hmm. It can just say that if you look at it, but the rationale is behind <laughs> it is like, I'm also a mom. I have kids. I like to cook. I'm, I cook dinner every night. Um, Zoom fatigue is real, right? So like there is yeah. also decision fatigue. Like how many meetings can you be in making decisions? Like how many decisions can I make in a day before I can't even decide what I'm making for dinner? Because I'm out of decisions. So, you know, the why behind why that ideal work week exists helps Mm -hmm. her um, insist that it's in place and helps her manage the boundaries for me so that she can confidently say to somebody, no, I'm sorry, she's not available on Tuesday, knowing that would Mm -hmm. be my fifth meeting. (laughs) <laughs> because she doesn't want to do that to me personally, right? right. Because she's trying to protect that for me. And she knows how important that is to me. So mm. I think, you know, absolutely uh, tying it back to the, the reason is, is so important. That's so good. And I want to add on to this too, or question. Um, so being that you have, it sounds like literally worked in every department within Belay, um, when it comes to the mindset shifts that have been needed for each of these specific roles. Um, You know, you have a different mindset when you are the one who is assisting the CEO versus you actually being the CEO and you've been both within this company. Um, So how have you shifted? Like, what are some, I don't know if there are any practical things. I know you said just do it, but shifting that mindset, because I feel like There are so many of our listeners who um, often they've even told us to just struggle with, well, how do I how do I shift the mindset? Because I think it is really a mindset issue. I mean, especially if they are transitioning from a nine to five and, you know, they're one of maybe the spousepreneurs or a couple of who do have a nine to five and they're, you know, working their business. Um, Delegation is even more important then because you have Mm -hmm. even less time and less energy to really focus in on the business. So. I guess the question would be like, what would be some ways to shift the mind from where the person may be like right now versus Mm -hmm. where to where they are going? Like that's where they, who they need to become. Yeah. I I think the, you know, the first good step to take if you're moving from a season of um, whether it's being the employee to now the leader, or even if you're promoted in an organization, sometimes we see people who are peers and now they're leading those peers. There's just a whole dynamic that goes around from being an employee to being a leader, um, where we consider that a rather large shift in mindset. Absolutely. Um, And we also try in that season to avoid what we like to call the halo effect, meaning that um, halo, meaning that being a great employee or being great at that role, let's say you're the best salesperson, 
doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily mean you're going to be the best leader of the team of salespeople because mm -hmm. leadership and entrepreneur and business is not the same. <laughs> it is two yeah. completely different skill sets. So if you're looking yeah. to make the transition, I mean, the first thing I say is um, educate, mm -hmm. make a plan and set goals. So mm -hmm. I, where I'm a really big proponent on setting goals and milestones for myself mm -hmm. personally and for my leaders to do for their professional development. So like really being honest, this is where I am today. I'm not great at delegating. I'm not delegating. I don't have anybody to delegate to or whatever the scenario, where do I, where am I today? Mm -hmm. But where do I want to be a year from now? Um, what kind of leader do I want to be? Who's a leader I would like to model after? What are their, I want to be just like, you know, sway. <laughs> and, and here's why, right? All these, all these things, how they communicate, how they show up, how they operate, you're intrigued mm -hmm. by, and then you fill the gap in between with education and steps. Like what are the mm -hmm. things I have to do to get from where I'm standing today to be yeah. that leader on the other side? Mm -hmm. I have to, sometimes it's taking a course or a class. Oh, I need to know, I need to take a business class on accounting because I need to understand mm -hmm. business finance, or I need to take a class on emotional intelligence and how to lead people. Mm -hmm. I need to take a class on, I need to read some books on yeah. leadership development and, and what it means to be a great leader and really hold yourself accountable for your mm -hmm. personal growth. That to me is the best way to shift your mindset is yeah. put it on paper, write it down, put mile markers, mm -hmm. understand where you're trying to go um and then shoot to achieve those things in what you're doing every day so we have um a golden hour here at belay which means one hour every week you are to work on your personal and professional development oh, so whether that's an hour of reading a book an hour mm -hmm. of watch listening to a podcast an mm -hmm. hour of taking a course um, mm -hmm. whatever that hour is for you that's going to get you to where you want to be mindset, professional development, education, skills, hard and soft. So mm -hmm. really creating the plan for what it looks like for you to get where it is you want to be. That's so good. That's so rich. And basically you're talking about exposure, right? Like exposing yourself yeah. to other ways, um, other mindsets. I do believe mindsets are contagious, you know, as you are around different people. Yes. Surround um, yourself with great yeah. people who are smarter than you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so yeah. much, Trisha. So this is so good. Yes. I think we kind of started already going into the next segment, which is enjoying the journey together. Would you mind walking over there with us? I would love to. Let's go. <laughs> it's just a short hop. Just a, just a short hop. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. We're going over to enjoying the journey together. So before we head over to enjoying the journey together segment, our partner at Belay wants to give you an amazing resource. Listen, y'all, it's amazing, but you can thank us later. Okay, so 24 hours is not enough time to get everything done. We understand that. Ask yourself, what would you do with an extra 15 hours every week? As a leader, if you want to see growth, you eventually realize you can't do everything on your own. Not well, anyway. 
See, your job is to be the visionary, but instead you spend countless hours on tasks that could be done easily and arguably better by someone else. Belay is an incredible organization revolutionizing productivity with their virtual assistant, bookkeeping, and social media strategy services for growing organizations. With their free delegation worksheet, Belay can help you reclaim 15 hours every single week. Amazing. By helping you become a better delegator. Yeah, so think of five tasks that you could delegate today. Maybe emails, yeah. scheduling, yep. booking travel, Absolutely. planning meetings, sure expense reporting. Absolutely. Delegation is the cost of your sanity and the linchpin to the survival of organizations everywhere. So right now, head on over to Belay, B as in boy, E-L-A-Y, solutions.com forward slash life to download their free delegation worksheet and guide like go ahead and do that right now once again belay solutions.com forward slash life you are going to enjoy this so much all right guys so here we are now at enjoying the journey together this is where we give you practical actionable steps so you too can see traction fast and we are so honored and blessed to have trisha come right on over with us to this segment of enjoying the journey together and i know uh we already started talking about some practical steps as well and i think this is just going to take it even deeper um, with them with all the listeners so um our first question for you are is are there any tools in particular that you would recommend for delegating and staying on track? Yes. So the first, the, the first thing is leveraging, um, for me, leveraging mm-hmm. your calendar to block time for the things you need to get done, not just your appointments. Mm-hmm. So calendar is also shared with your assistant who also knows the things you need to do and what you need to get done and keeping everything organized so you have time to do work, not just be in meetings. We also have a shared task list, which I there's many different platforms you can use. We are on Google Suite, so I use a Gmail calendar, and I also use um, Google Tasks. Mm-hmm. Google Tasks I actually share with my assistant, so we have a task list that we work on together so she can see tasks I've assigned I can see what she's completed um, and that is amazing so we can here's what's great even about that is there's an app for your phone so I can be anywhere and think of something I need to do and drop it on my Google task list wherever I am any time of day um, and when we get back to it when work hours resume, uh, that list is populated and it's there for us to share. So that's a great way we say organized and connected um, from a, you know a, a platform of getting the work done. Mm, that's that's really good because we are a Google family. Yes, we are a Google family, <laughs> and I don't. We haven't used Google Tasks either. So no, it's not not tasks. However, we have used Google Coffee. Oh. That's something I use to stay on track. <laughs> They can sit right, right on the right hand side of your inbox. You can have your tasks up right here. They're beautiful. And like Google has coffee. Beautiful. It has its own little separate app. I mean, it's, it's awesome. That's right. That's right. It says the coffee's not. Have it with your coffee. You that's right. That's right. My husband, my husband is a coffee snob too. 
he oh will my. drive miles to get the best coffee. He's just not stopping at the first Dunkin'. It's not happening. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. That that being said, what what are your suggestions for protecting family time? Yeah, I say put it on, put it there first. Mm-hmm. So I have a family calendar and my work calendar, and my family calendar sits first and my work calendar sits on top. So those priorities don't move. Um, yes. uh, there are things that I must do and mm-hmm. my meetings, what everything else can work around them. So mm-hmm. that's my suggestion for, um, and my assistant sees both. So she can see the overlay. She knows not to schedule things when there's family things happening. Um, she has access to see both those calendars together and, and how they overlap with each other. Got it. So you have the uh, the family calendar and then you have your work calendar and they're overlaid. So that's, that is how yes, And they're you... two different colors. There's color coordinated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the color, color coordination. Something. Yes. Love it. Love it. So, well, speaking of that, just like the work and the life integration, um, what kind of conversations, understandings, agreements would you say that you have with your spouse, your husband concerning work and then also being a wife? And a mom. <laughs> yes, all the things. I think all that them. it's it's been really easy for me because I work for an organization that values it. Mm-hmm. So my husband is a huge supporter of everything I do, even when it means I have to tell everybody to be quiet, mom's on a podcast. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of that going on for 10 years. I've worked from home, so the family has had to learn how to tiptoe around me. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Sometimes they have to hold down the fort when Mm -hmm. I'm away or traveling, which can be frequently at times. Um, Mm -hmm. And he is absolutely for it. He knew um, when I started this journey years ago what it was going to mean for me. You know, we sat down and we had the conversations like, hey, as my career develops, um, it will mean more travel for me. It, It may mean that there are times when I need you to pick up you know, some extra slack. It may mean, you know, uh, more support around the house or with the family. Mm. And um, he's been all for it. But I think having that conversation is the most important part. Mm. It's like aligning what the expectations are Mm. um, for one person versus the other. Like um, there are some times when I'm in seasons that are busy and I need more support and help and other times where it actually feels very normal. It would be like Mm. any other um any other couple where Mm -hmm. you know the husband and wife both work their normal nine to fives most of the time it feels like that um but we're we're kind of lock and step and i you know he has access to see my calendar too so Mm -hmm. he's very well aware of any of the big things coming up for me so that he Mm -hmm. can you know jump in and help out however he he may need to and then my kids um Mom's been doing this since they were very teeny tiny, so they don't know it any other way. I've always been here working from home, um, leading, and um, Mm -hmm. so they they're very kind of accept. You know, they've accepted it. It it they don't know it any other way. Um, They think it's fun. Sometimes I take them on work (laughs) trips with me. They like to travel and hang out in hotel pools while I'm in meetings. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. So really sounds like just having that same being on the same page. And of course, it helps that you're working within a company that supports, you know, that those family values as well, too. So um, for those couples who are 
um, maybe they're in the nine to five, maybe not so fortunate to have that situation working in a culture such as Belay's, would you just say it's more so around communicating with the spouse or what would you? Yeah. Ab- yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. a- absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. I, um, you just have to be, you just have to be on the same page of where yeah. everybody's going to be, when they're going to be there and what's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and even being open and honest enough to say like, I have a really crazy week coming up. I'm stressed mm-hmm. out about it. Yeah. Um, so if I'm, you know, if that shows up, I sometimes I just apologize in advance. In advance. <laughs> like, family, I have a stressful week and, you know, I'm apologizing in advance um, <laughs> if that may show up. But everybody's yeah. well aware, right? Yes. So I think you're over communicating, over communicating okay. where everybody's yeah. at, how everybody's feeling, what everybody's schedules look like and what we need. You know, sometimes I'm, just as open to say, Hey, um, I don't, I may not, I'm not probably not going to feel like cooking on Wednesday. I have a busy day. Let's get takeout. Would you mm-hmm. mind handling that? You know, yeah. it's just really. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. That's so good. Thank you so much for all of this. Like all of yes. this is just, I was so tempted. I have my pen and my paper here to be taking notes. I was like, wait, it's recorded. So I can go back. Oh, and you can- <laughs> I'll be downloading yes. this one. This has been a joy. It has. It's been so insightful and helpful to us as the host, as well as I already know our listeners are just going to be like, yep, yep. this one is uh, to be downloaded. So um, we're, we're, we're just glad that you uh, were here and, and that you came through and just shared your insight and wisdom. And so I just want to say thank you again. Okay, guys, until next time. Yes, right. Keep living purposefully. Powerfully. And profitably. And sing. All right. Peace, guys. Peace out. Ready to drop them bars, hubby? Funny. Yeah. Yeah, we here. Hi, girl. Okay. <laughs> Check it out. It's like, hmm, okay, it's OL and Sway back what? again. Another episode, press play, now you in. in. Motion to build out your legacy. Family imply your marriage plus ministry. What? The content is real life in real time, yep. Mm-hmm. A little more to help you both soar and step. Same page where we know you want to be. Yep. And no, it's not as easy as one, two, three. What? It's more like three, two, one. Yep. Where you got to plan your work, work your plan and have fun. And yep. anything you two will call to is doable. Hit subscribe, press like, make this reviewable. Anything you two will call to is doable. Hit subscribe, press like make it reviewable peace peace anything you call to is doable press subscribe press like make this reviewable for the people in the back